And now it's time for Geek News. You are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm not. (laughs) All right. Why don't you start us off? All right. We've got a little bit of comic news here. Kind of the big news of the day in the retail world is, uh, for comic noise, is that Lone Star Comics has been sold. It's... uh, this is a long-lasting franchise. It's in Texas. They have five stores. They're up to five stores now. Uh, but it started with one store in 1977. It has been going and growing since 1977. It's one of the, I think it's the biggest chain in Texas. And uh, they've sold it. But positive note, just to an employee, their manager, general manager that ran all the stores for them, and the stores are going to continue. The name is changing at the end of September, uh, Lone Star Comics is going to be closing, uh, and it's on October 1st. Uh, I believe they said it was going to be Wild West Comics. Lone Star Comics, as some people will know, is also the brick-and-mortar version of MyComicShop.com, one of the bigger online uh, comic retailers. The previous owners of Lone Star Comics are keeping My Comic Shop, and they're going to keep the strictly uh, online side of their business going. All they've sold off was the, uh, the brick-and-mortar side. Well, this isn't strictly comic-related, but since you started off that way, uh, I just thought I would talk about Grand Con. Mm -hmm. Grand Con is coming up. Uh, This is a comic and gaming convention in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It is going on September 20th through 22nd of this year, 2013, in case you're listening to this next year. Uh, But you can probably still find it in September next year. That's the hope anyway. Pre-reg ends September 13th, so that's coming up here soon. But you'll still be able to, you know, uh, register and and get in at the door and all that good stuff. The website is grand-con.com. And, of course, that will be in the show notes. But uh, go give them some love. We were able to talk to Brian at uh, Gen Con. Uh, briefly, he was part of the uh, interview rapid fire that we had from Gen Con. Uh, we were kind of hoping to get them on the show before the convention. Uh, they've been busy, so I don't think that's going to happen. But Mark is talking about coming on and doing an after con action report, which that'd be kind of cool too to see how it went for them. So if you can get into the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, September 20th through 22nd, go check out Grand Con. Staying with comics, or at least I am. I mentioned, I guess it's been a couple months now, uh, Marvel and Gary Friedrich, the creator of Ghost Rider, have been in a lawsuit. They uh, tried to stop him and try to squeeze fifteen or $20,000 worth of money out of him for autographs and stuff. Uh, he created, you know, at work or at will, no, whatever. He was working for Marvel <laughs> when he created Ghost Rider, so, you know, Marvel owns it. But the same thing was going on with the Seagulls and the Kirbys and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. blah. But they apparently have come to an amicable arrangement. The settlement has been decided but not signed, so they've not given the details. But apparently, according to the press release, both Friedrich and Marvel are happy with what is on paper, and nobody's expecting this to be held up. So this is actually a little piece of happy news coming out of the myriad of uh, comic-related lawsuits going around right now. Do you have more comic stuff you want to go through? Because I don't have anything comic-related at the moment. Sure, I can blow through a few things. Sure. December is going to be an interesting month for uh, Dynamite Comics. They're putting out a miniseries uh, starting, I said, as I said, in December. It's five issues. 
It's Sherlock Holmes, uh, Moriarty Lives. And this is a tie-in coming out of uh, the second actual, the the movies. This isn't... Uh, okay. Any other, you know, property. Any of the three or four shows. Yeah, no, this this (laughs) is out of the movies. It's going to pick up after he and Moriarty go down the falls at the, uh, from the castle at the end of the movie. Uh, and they're both missing. Were they both missing? I don't remember the ending, but I obviously. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, you're, you're left with the assumption that Moriarty, well, of course you're meant to believe he's dead, but come on, he's Moriarty, so. Yeah, go go ahead. Everybody, yell at us right now because we can't remember. <laughs> You're stupid. It ended this way. <laughs> so this is going to take off after that, and then you know the one thing that Dynamite does do on a fairly consistent basis is art books, and this isn't one I'm going to get, but uh, I know there's a lot of uh, Deja Thoris and and the Mars Worlds out there, fans out there. So they're coming out with the art of Deja Thoris, and it's going to be. Warriors of Mars, the White Apes of Mars, uh, you know, all their various Mars related series. Uh, it's 288 pages. It's going to be hardbound and it's, uh, mostly, it's going to be a mostly a cover collection. Uh, you know, I picked up the Alex Ross one when the uh, last year or the year before when they did that. And I really wish they'd do more of that. Uh, and I wish more companies would do more of that. I mean, I don't read a lot of Marvel or I too much. You know, I, eh. you know, Marvel DC, I just wish they would do more of that because they got, you know, great cover artists. Yeah, the interior art sometimes, whatever. And then in September, Dynamite is also doing King's Watch. Uh, this is also going to be a mini, I believe, and it's going to be featuring uh, Mandrake the Magician, one of my favorite old-time kind of magic uh, dudes, Flash Gordon, and The Shadow. So Dynamite, yet again, putting together a kind of a strange conglomeration of characters. But, you know, I like Mandrake, and I like The Shadow. Eh, I like Mandrake. Shadow's okay, so I might check that out. A little bit more on the Marvel side. Marvel has been doing some horrible teaser uh, adverts, bad art and bad, bad writing, like to try to get people. Ooh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Well, it's inhumanity. Nobody was really surprised. Starting in December, the next Marvel event to roll out of the last 17 consecutive Marvel events is going to be Inhumanity, and as you can guess by the name, it's going to be featuring the Inhumans. So Black Bolt might speak. Ha ha! No, he won't. And then finally, ending on a stupid note, Marvel, <laughs> two years ago, started Marvel Now, where they renumbered, rebranded, and reshuffled most of their universe in response, though they claim it's not, to the new 52. So now, uh, two years later, they're doing the all-new Marvel Now. <laughs> <sighs> so they're going to have some new titles, and all their current titles are going to be renumbered to one and or... They're going to well, their their prime number is going to be their prime number, haha, is going to be one. But also for those who want continuity of one to twenty, whatever they're up to, it's going to be twenty four point one twenty five. I assume that's going to be ongoing. Uh, all Marvel and DC know is that if you say number one, people will buy it because it's number one. So they're uh, doing all new Marvel now. Like new Marvel now wasn't good enough. Now it's all new Marvel now with a bunch of all new number ones. Starting uh, later this year. All the same stupidity, though. So, business-wise, I mean, some of the actual Marvel stories right now are pretty good. Uh, that's all I got for comics. So, you go through all that stuff and you uh, you trash on Marvel every every uh, step of the way. But uh, you don't have anything to say about the uh, DC Batwoman deal? Well, I put that on Facebook. It's uh, That's just so below 
after what they did with Alan Scott and his lover, you can't be surprised that DC says <laughs> you can't marry two women in our pages. You you can't. <laughs> stupid. Uh it's it's it, it is stupid. You can't be surprised. You can be sad, and I am. Especially the way the big two, but DC more so recently, was just alienating all their talent, and for just stupid reasons, primarily editorial interference. I mean, we block out a year's worth of stories, and you've approved them, mm-hmm. and then you know, sixty minus sixty, they come in and say, "Nah, we you know, no." <laughs> and and it's not just the getting married thing; they're doing that to all their creatives. Yeah, and then they wonder why. Well, you know. No, but they don't care. That's the thing. They don't wonder why, because they don't care. <laughs> All right. Just had to get that out there. I know you posted the link, but you need some vocalizing there. I know you were hoping for the rant, but you didn't no, get it. not you necessarily. It. I just uh, I just thought it was worth at least discussing a little, uh, even though we didn't really discuss it. But I mean, just mentioning. Because it's, it's dumb. It's so stupid. Grow up. All right. Let's see. <laughs> on a On a better note, <laughs> non-comic. Our friends over at the Great Big Table podcast, they and I know uh, we've got the month of September going on here, and we're asking you guys for money. And Jim had asked if I wanted us to join their Extra Life event that they're doing right now and try to raise money. That would be awesome, except for we're already asking for money, so I don't <laughs> want to do that. But I'm going to put the links to his Extra Life page in the show notes. And, of course, go over and check out thegreatbigtable.com. Uh, they're an, another podcast uh, that's doing good stuff, but they're participating in another Extra Life event. They, they've done these in the past. And what is Extra Life, just in case people don't know? Extra Life is, it started primarily as kind of a video game thing. It's a char- charity for children's hospitals uh, where they raise money and people play games for 24 hours. Uh, it started off, like I said, as video games mostly, but the board game side is really starting to take off now as well. So, the Great Big Table, last year they did a board gaming event. I think they did it throughout a weekend. So they played 24 hours of games over an entire weekend. And some days they went pretty much the whole time. I think they're doing that again this year at a, at a game. I think it's at a game store. It's in Evansville, Indiana, October 25th through the 27th of 2013. So if you're in the area, they'd love for you to, to stop in. Again, on the uh, page, on the link that you'll find in the show notes, you can find all the information about where they're holding it and stuff. But they're raising money for children's hospitals. Uh, and in their case, it'd be a local children's hospital. You usually get to pick where the money gets to go, but it goes towards children's hospitals. They had asked if we wanted to join in for our local area. And and while I would love to, and it's a great idea, and we've talked about in the past potentially doing an Extra Life event, Right now, since we already have a charity thing going on, I uh, thought it would not be a good idea to double up. But I definitely encourage some of you guys to go out there, check out their page. And if you have some extra money that you want to send their way, go for it. Uh, You can donate. It's it's, uh, Jim is the... uh, uh, Jim and his wife are the ones that are coordinating this, and they both do the podcast together over there. It's a couple's podcast uh, where they talk about gaming. So check out the link, and if you can, uh, give some money. That would be awesome. Speaking of, I'm just, I'm just getting all kinds of things from potentially other podcasts here. You guys just keep doing stuff, and, and we'll just keep talking about all it. All us geeks. 
The Plagiarizing <laughs> Podcast. Uh, I don't know if I'd say plagiarizing. I'd say uh, promoting. Wouldn't you promoting? Build the Game Podcast. And actually, where I heard about it from was Chevy Dodd. Chevy Dodd was telling me about it because he's participating in it as well. But they've just started. Uh, they're doing it through Google Hangout, but it's getting streamed to YouTube. And their first one was last night. And I will put a link to the first one because now it's out on YouTube. But they're doing this thing called Something from Nothing where a bunch of game designers get together and talk about what they're working on, problems they might be having, and uh, questions and answers kind of. They they talk to themselves. They had uh, T.C. Petty on who did uh, Viva Java and uh, uh, some other. Uh, again, they had uh, uh, Jason Slingerland from Building the Game Podcast, and, of course, we had him on for his Kickstarter, Water Balloon Washout. So uh, they're going to, I believe... I can't remember how often they're going to, but I will put out, I'll put links in for Chevy Dodd's talking, his uh, blog post where he talked about uh, doing it. And I will put the YouTube channel up or the YouTube uh, link up for the first one. I was editing and stuff last night, but I did pop in for a little while just to see what was going on. It was pretty cool to, to check and watch out. I want to go back and watch the whole thing because I had to pop back out to continue editing. But especially if you're looking at design, this is going to be, a, uh, I think, a good resource for a lot of people just to get ideas and how other people deal with certain things while designing games. So check it out. The rest of my stuff is just gaming related. I don't have a lot of general news. Ben Affleck. Kingdom Death, the big breakout minis game from last year that rivaled first zombie side has announced a delay they're not going to be shipping kingdom death monster it's supposed to go out this year but it's not going to go out until the first quarter of next year claiming a desire to have the best quality miniatures possible read delay due to qc problems all right well i can almost piggyback on that a little bit <laughs> cool many or not they are uh, you know they're running their wrath of kings campaign right now which has about five days left they decided to do a crossover with Zombie Side. So they had two figures that were cosplayers for Zombie Side that you could get over on the Wrath of Kings campaign. Now, they claim that it was Now, this is all fixed now. So they claim it was just uh, you know, bad wording or whatever, uh, but I saw it. If it was bad wording, it was somebody that doesn't understand English because it specifically said that you needed to spend 50 bucks so you needed to back Wrath of Kings to then be able to spend $10 per figure. Well, you're going to get two figures because you get the, the Zombiver, mm-hmm. Zombieiver. But you had to spend the 50 but you had to back to get these figures. Huge, huge outcry, of course, from everybody because they posted it on the zombie side one too. And everybody's like, what the hell? I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in that game, but I want the figures. So they've since corrected it, and it says, still says something about the 50 bucks and all that stuff, but then it has a note that says, if you are a zombie side fan and back to that and just want these figures, add $10 for shipping and then the figures. So you can get both figures, well, all four figures for 30 bucks total in the States, 35 outside of the States. But they claim that it was just a mistake and bad wording, and it's clarified now. I was there when it was posted. It was not bad wording. It was specifically worded that you need to spend 50 bucks here. <laughs> that said, I have a couple new couple new figures coming. <laughs> <laughs> at $50 or just No, 30? not at $50. 50. 
didn't dawn out and no, make I, the purchase you immediately regretted. I was totally not on board because I wanted nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, Wrath of Kings just doesn't appeal to me. WizKids continues to make people hate them by spewing Yay. out more and more product. They Is have, that what it takes now? People should really hate us then. More and more coming kind of, I'm podcasting daily. Well, we're not Shit. making them pay for it. Oh, <laughs> well, thank God. <laughs> well, we kind of are. <laughs> well, we're asking them to. <laughs> They're coming out with a new line called Dice Masters, which is going to be a collectible dice game. Ah, uh, I hate it already. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's uh, they have so much success, deservedly so, with HeroClix and Quarriers, two very successful games and two very enjoyable games. So They've decided they, to put the two together. Yeah, so they threw them in the back room to have sex. Yes, <laughs> sex. And we now have. A Yu-Gi-Oh! version coming in January, and uh, Avengers vs. X-Men set coming fourth quarter this year. I want to say November. This uh, this is just stupid. If any of our listeners out there are looking forward to this, I'm sorry I disagree with you. This is <laughs> stupid. I like dice games. I like hero clicks. The price point actually seems fairly reasonable. I mean, I think it was 35 bucks for the starter for the X-Men versus Avengers, and you get something like 40 dice, and the boosters are two dice and two cards for 99 cents. So, you know, affordability? Sure. Concept? No. <laughs> no. You know, if you want to do Couriers, the comic version, you know, I'm down for that. So, standalone game? Yeah, that, that's fine. But collectible anything? No. Then... I hate myself enough for continuing to play Hero Clicks, and I love the game. <laughs> so no, this is this is just dumb. People, stop it, Nico. Z-Man Games announced today that Carcassonne is at Toys R Us now, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I'm always it's always cool to kind of see some of the games that we tend to play start heading into the mainstream market. Asmodee Games, Asmodee, and Moonstar Games are coming up with a game called Corio. I don't have a whole lot of information on this, but it sounds interesting. It's a card game set in a somewhat steampunk world for two to four players. Uh, they, don't, they don't give a whole lot of detail in it, but everybody plays a card each round simultaneously and then affects your tally kind of a thing. It says it's two to four players in each game. Each game, not each round. Each game is only supposed to last 15 minutes. So that really appeals to me as something, uh, you know... Don't know if it's going to be light, but it could be fast, uh, you know, and hard hitting kind of like escape. So if it's something like that where it just goes by really, really quick and it has a really fast built in end, by the sounds of it, it is, yeah, I think they said it's eight cards. So eight quick rounds. I'll give that a chance. If I can see more detail on it, it's kind of a control, end up with more points than your opponents kind of a thing. We'll see how it goes. It sounds interesting. Choreo, Asmodee, and Moonstar Games. The good news. Fantasy Flight Games. But that is, wasn't good news. No, no, no. Dick. Well, on on this one, oh, not okay. on yours. Right. On this one, the good news: Fantasy Flight Games cook? is hiring. The bad <laughs> news is it's a line cook. <laughs> so, uh, well, for all the head cooks that didn't get hired last <laughs> month, maybe you can get the line cook now. So, if you're looking for a way to get in the door. Might want to start by serving food, I guess. Here's your Duna Christian, and look at this awesome game idea I've got for you. <laughs> Dark Age Games. Uh, uh, fantasy Flight <laughs> Line Cook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Age Games, a subset of Cool Mini or Not. 
has released their revised rule set at Gen Con, their core rules. Uh, now they have now made, well, this was their plan anyways, but it's now official that all of their rules, stat cards, and uh, anything else you need to play the game in terms of paper and pencil aspect is now available on their li- uh, online, on their line, <laughs> online for their print and play. Uh, and that's one of the big things that they do. They push the models and the game itself, and they keep rules at a minimum. So for this game, you're not actually required to buy the basic rule book. I just like it to have because I like a, a nice hard hardbound book. But everything that they do is available for print and play. And uh, so everything for their latest update has now been uh, uh, updated uh, and uh, and is available online. Saw somebody post this today, and I started checking it out, and I thought it was pretty cool, so I wanted to share it with everybody. It's not. It's a horrible thing. It's awesome, actually. Uh, depending on on if you're using Kickstarter or not, or planning to, uh, there's a site called KickTotal.com. It's made by some guys that had done a Kickstarter, and were trying to pull in all this information and do research, and had you know was getting information from all over the place. They decided to put it on the website in a nice format where now you can go in there and basically put in like your pledge levels and how many of each and what your goal is. And then what basically you can run through and, and plan out your entire project and it calculates out, I mean, the fees, all that stuff. So kicktotal.com go check that out especially if you're thinking about doing a kickstarter campaign here soon know what you're getting into ahead of time uh last thing i got uh is a bit of news out of forge world they have some recent releases for uh 40k and for fantasy on the 40k side they have a new black templar upgrade kit this is going to include templar specific transfers some etched brass equipment for your uh, space marines, some land raider and rhino doors and hatches, and some uh, terminator shoulder pads and shields. Uh, that's the upgrade kit for Black Templars, and I believe the MSRP was sixty pound. So it's going to be like a uh, hundred and some odd dollars, maybe a little bit more after shipping. But the stuff looks really nice, and I played Black Templar, so I had to really. Well, I don't play, but I collect. Had to really resist buying those because uh, Black Templar isn't uh, an official. It, it's in the codex, but it's not. They don't make models for them specific. You gotta dink around and buy extra stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh. also they have the Emperor's Guard, Emperor's Children Phoenix Guard. Another thing that G Dub doesn't make. Another thing that you have to dick around and get all <laughs> the little stuff. Either craft it yourself with like green stuff or. Or buy their stuff, Forge World stuff. And again, I almost did. They've got their Phoenix Guard, which are some really nice looking dudes with some really dynamic capes and some, looks like some kind of, uh, glaive or pike type weapon, you know, something long and two handed. Looks really nice. And then on the fantasy side, they've also, uh, released the Chaos Dwarf Bull Centaur Tarek model. This is, for, you know, for the fantasy side in the Tamarcon book, Chaos Dwarves, one of the, uh, boutique factions it's uh, again it's not a gw thing it's something independent but many tournaments uh, allow them and they just periodically throw out these cool big monsters for the different factions so and that's what i got none of that is uh, pre-release i believe it's all currently available right now Gollum arcana launched today from harebrained schemes harebrained schemes are the people that brought us uh, Shadowrun shadow run returns yes 
they were very successful with that Kickstarter, and of course they're still working on stuff for that. Uh, but Gollum Arcana is kind of interesting in that what? You just, I don't like the way you're looking at me right now. Oh, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for being attentive. 911! 911! <laughs> I'll just drift off and take my phone out and play a game while you talk. Oh, oh memories. <laughs> You know, uh, the thing that I find kind of interesting about this, again, it's on Kickstarter right now, and we'll we'll uh, give you a link. <laughs> You're a jackass. That was... Now I, now I know what Megan's talking about when I do the creepy clown to her. Now I get it. That was unnerving. <laughs> so, back to Gollum Arcana. One of the things I, I find kind of interesting about this is something that we've kind of talked about in the past. It kind of brings that. Remember, we we've kind of talked about the Skylander thing, and if somebody could actually do something good with that outside of making it a you know the not little, to offend any Skylander yeah. people, <laughs> but you know, well, the Skylander game for what it is, and and the on the consoles and all that stuff. I mean, we've always touted how awesome that kind of is, and if somebody could take it to the next level, to me, this seems to be kind of attempting that, in that it's a minis game. With pre-painted miniatures, which already is awesome in my book. <laughs> and all of the rules and the refereeing and the fiddly part of it is done with either a tablet or a smartphone. And you have a stylus and the uh, tiles that you play on and the the miniatures you kind of hit, you touch with the stylus and it records like where it is, what it, what's going on, you know, are, are, is there damage, all that kind of stuff. And you can actually like save your game, wipe the board, come back, set it back up, and start back where you were. All that kind of stuff. So it's it's kind of interesting. It seems to me like it's almost that attempt to take it to that Skylander type of stuff to that next level. So have you looked at it at all? I have. In your opinion, it is uh, technologically not particularly original. This is very similar to a game that went under called Exilus. It did many of the same things. That said, thematically, it looks a lot more interesting to me. Pre-painted minis, yay. <laughs> um, not that I dislike painting. I do. But four times this past week I've tried to paint, and four times something <laughs> has come up. I've literally gotten my brush wet and gotten one or two strokes out. Uh-huh. And you know, then right, what are we talking about? <laughs> the phone call comes. I'm like, oh, the phone call of guilt. <laughs> well, last night it was the phone call of your father-in-law fell 15 feet. Can you yeah. go see if he's alive? <laughs> so, from a technological standpoint, it's not new to me. But Exilus came and went very quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know if they've purchased that or licensed it. I didn't go deep into their into the guts of the. Uh, of their tech, well, mainly because they didn't have a lot, but or at least that's not available on the Kickstarter side. But it's intriguing, and where they've improved it is Exilus. You needed essentially a full-on PC. Exilus, it's much more portable by the sounds of it. If their final implementation is what they're showing, Galamarcana is much more. Portable. Yeah, Galamarcana, <laughs> I should say, is much more portable. If their final tech is even ninety percent of what they're advertising in their Kickstarter, it's going to be a much more portable and a much more 
uh, I think, uh, user-friendly game. And they have said that they want to make sure that it works really well on smartphones because they figure people going to game stores and stuff and playing in events are more than likely to have a smartphone than they are necessarily a tablet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's kind of some interesting stuff going on with it. I'm very interested in seeing it continue. And- when you back it, do you get enough for two players? <laughs> And uh, the the nice thing about it, too, is that I think I would be – right now I would be, like, super leery if this was their first campaign. But with them having Shadowrun Returns underneath their belt and that doing really well and that being a very popular IP that they're dealing with and getting very positive results with what they've put out for that so far, I'm less leery of this now. Because, well, you know, their booth was banging all week oh, yeah. long at Gen Con. I, I went by three or four times to try to get to the front of the line, but it was just show me anything, you know, but it was just always busy. Right. I, I got to talk to them at Gen Con, but yeah, I didn't get to demo because they were already doing demos. For, they were already signing people up for demos for the next day. Yep. But I kept hearing people come back as I was talking to them that had demoed and everybody had positive stuff that I could hear so far to say about it. I mean, you know, how much is that? I don't know, just I'm at the booth and trying to be nice, but, you know, there's not always the nicest people at conventions either <laughs> that are, are usually a lot of people are willing to give their opinion. So, yeah, it's something definitely want to check out and keep an eye on. So that is Geek News. 